Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot. Hello, I'm Elizabeth Talbot, and thank you so much for joining us for this last program on the series, Women of the Bible, and this week, Women Who Are Leaders. Today, we're studying a woman, Esther, who God chose uh, for a very pivotal time in history, which is, you know, more than what we would have done with a little girl like that, who was Jewish, not living in her own culture. But God sees things that we don't see, and that's why So uh, I am filled with hope when I listen to stories like Esther's. But today I want to start with another story, something that happened um, in 9-11. It's a date that nobody will forget here in the United States of the worst terrorist attack in the history of the United States. And is the fact that there were two guys that decided to do a documentary a movie on the firemen of New York. So that day, these two men were following the firemen around uh, without realizing what was about to happen. And all of a sudden, they hear this plane on top on, on top of the city, which, you know, planes are not allowed there. So the cameraman just looked up with his camera and saw the plane and was able to, able to capture that terrible moment when the plane hit the first tower. As you can imagine, from that moment on, everything changed. The documentary changed. The world changed for the United States forever. And one of the cameramen went towards the building, and another cameraman went towards the firehouse. And And in the firehouse, something happened that I want to start this program with. There was an old man, quite old, that all of a sudden uh, went into the firehouse, went to a locker room, opened a door, and put this fireman hat on. And, and the, the documentary guy said, who are you and why are you doing this? And he said, you know, I've been the chief of the firemen here in New York all my life, and I retired a few years ago, he said. And I just saw what happened on my TV, and there was no way I could stay in my apartment, absolutely no way I would stay, because I've been training for this all my life. And then he said, this is my people, this is my city, and this is my purpose. I was so touched by this old man who could not remain silent and could not remain in his apartment because of what was going on. And you know that God has a purpose for all of us, and, and we feel that we are uh, that there's no way God could use us. So today we're studying God's purpose and how He chooses people that perhaps we would call unlikely chosen, like in this case Esther, who's a who's a little girl, and God will choose her for a pivotal time in history. And the part that gives me great hope is who she was and what she had been through, and how God was able to use her, anyways. Now I want to tell you a couple of things about this book because uh, most people are confused about the book of Esther. Uh, because of the place it is found, you know, way before the Psalms and all of that. But the fact is, uh, because of the genres of the Old Testament, uh, that is, is, is right there before the poetic books. But the actual events happen at the end of the Old Testament. So what you have to think of is the historical place when this happens is around 460 B.C., uh, between the Old Testament and the New Testament, we could say. And it's going to be the last attempt of the devil to exterminate the Jewish race so that the Messiah won't come. 
So this is a very, very important book because, you know, this great conflict between good and evil is going on throughout the whole Old Testament so that the Messiah won't be born. Many times um, the extermination of the Jews is, is, uh, is, is attempted by Satan in many different ways. And this is the last one before Jesus is born. So I want to talk to you a little bit about who Esther was. And I'm going to start on the book of Esther on chapter 2. Now imagine as I'm talking that each one of these difficulties that she goes through are trash bags. You know, when I preach this sermon, I bring all these trash bags and I'm, I'm, I'm dressing myself with trash bags because we look at ourselves and, and say, well, how could God ever use me? Look at who I am, what I've been through. Maybe you've been abused. Maybe you had a terrible childhood. Maybe you had parents who didn't know how to take care of you. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you're divorced or committed adultery or who knows what happened. And, and I am so um, encouraged by this story because this girl has been through a lot and so let's imagine these trash bags, one after the other. The first one is the fact that she is in exile. As you know, this exile took place in 587 BC when, when um, Babylon and, and, and the Persian fell to the Greeks um, uh, eventually in 331. But at this time, the exile of 587 of the southern kingdom of Israel called Judah um, this girl has come from that type of family, and I'm going to read it in chapter 2 of Esther, verse 5 and 6. Now, there was a citadel in Susa, a Jew whose name was Mordecai, the son of Jair, verse 6, who had been taken into exile from Jerusalem with the captives who had been exiled with Jeconiah, king of Judah, whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had exiled. So, the first trash bag that this girl has is she's not from there. She's an outsider. She probably has an accent like I do. She probably has a different skin color than everybody else. So, she's not from there. That's the first trash bag that she's wearing. And perhaps nobody would have thought that God would choose her in the midst of this Medo-Persian um, kingdom. And uh, what could a little Jewish girl do? Well, the second thing is what had happened to her personally. Let's keep reading. Verse 7. He, Mordecai, was bringing up Hadassah. That was her name. Most people don't know her name in Hebrew, Hadassah. That is Esther, because it would be changed later on to Esther, which is Ishtar, the Persian star and the Babylon goddess Ishtar. But the first name she had was Hadassah and his, un his uncle's daughter, for she had no father or mother. Now the young lady was beautiful of form and face, and when her father and her mother died, Mordecai took her as his own daughter. So if it, it was not enough, as if it wasn't enough to be an outsider and in exile and, and from a different family and different accent, different color skin. On top of that, she is an orphan. She has no mother or father, and she's being raised by somebody else that is not her parents. Well, we continue. Verse 8, we have the third trash bag for poor Esther. One day, um, the king decides he's going to get a new queen. And they come and take Esther because she was beautiful. So I'm going to read it here in verse 8. So it came about when the command and decree of the king were heard, and many young ladies were gathered to the citadel of Susa into the custody of Haggai. Esther, here we already have the new name, was taken to the king's palace. See, some people imagine Esther in some kind of beauty contest and whatever, but it's not like that. The verbal tense tells you that she went against her will. She was taken. She didn't go. She didn't say, hey, here I am. I'm beautiful. I, I can be the next queen. So she's an orphan. She's an exile. And she is taken by force. 
she becomes uh, property of the king. The fourth thing uh, is that she's hiding. Verse 10, Esther did not make known her people or her kindred, for Mordecai had instructed her that she should not make them known. So she's in hiding. Perhaps you being like this, people don't really know who you are because you're hiding your true self. Because maybe if they know who you really are, they, they're not going to like you or respect you. Well, the fifth trash bag. So here we have the she's exiled, she's orphaned, she's taken against her will, she's hiding. But the, the fifth one is so sad. She is trapped for life. If you keep reading, you will see that if a woman wasn't chosen when she went with that one night with the king, then she would go to the second house of the harem, of the ones that were not chosen, but still became property of the king. So what, what could God do with a girl with five trash bags like that? And maybe you're wearing different ones, and I'm definitely wearing more than five. And you say, is, is it possible that God could use somebody like that? Well, God says, watch me. And I just love this, this, this particular book because on chapter three is where actually the, the real thing starts. Esther is chosen queen against all odds. And then we realize why God wanted somebody exactly like her in that position. Chapter 3, verse 1. After these things, these events, King Ashwaras promoted Haman, the son of Hameda, the Agagite, and advanced him and established his authority over all the princes who were with him. Now, Agagite is a very important word because King Agag was the king of the Amalekites way back in 1 Samuel chapter 15, 20. These were the archai enemies of, of Israel. And throughout the Old Testament, they've been trying to destroy the whole race of the Israelites. You can see that even in Exodus 17, verses 8 to 16, Amalekites are the first people that Israel has to, to um, fight. And Agag was their king. And this is a royal blood descendant who has a plan to exterminate the Jews again. And you can read this plan from verse 8 to verse 10, where he says exactly what he's going to do. Verse 8, Haman said to King Ashwaras, There is a certain people scattered and dispersed among the people in all the provinces of your kingdom. Their laws are different from those of other people, and they do not observe the king's law. So it is not in the king's interest to let them remain. He has a plan. He says, we have to kill them. And uh, that's when the real story of Esther starts. Because now she's the queen and she's a Jew, but she's hiding. And God wanted somebody exactly like her. Well, her first reaction is fear. We always have the choice of choosing faith over fear. And, and she hears this and she's afraid and she sends a message in chapter 4. Uh, verse 11 to Mordecai, all the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that for any man or woman who come to the king, to the inner court, who is not summoned, he has by one law. He has been put to death unless the king holds out to him the golden scepter to, that they, he may live. And she's afraid. She says, I can't do this. And Mordecai says, look, you got to choose faith over fear. This is the reason why God wanted you there with all those trash bags. She, he needed a Jewish girl right there to be the, the queen. And you became that because of a reason. And he says to, to her in this verse 14, a very known sentence. Who knows whether you have not attained royalty for such a time as this? Well, Esther decides to go and uh, talk to the king and then she makes a decision and they pray and and she com completely uh, decides to follow the purpose and if i perish she says i perish 
Well, sometimes we have to put our 911 hat on like that old fireman um, and say, this is my people. This is my purpose. This is my calling. And, you know, Jesus did that, too. You know the end of the story in Esther. Um, God delivered all the Jews through Esther. But I don't know if you knew that the Gospel of John has been built around this one sentence from the book of Esther. This time, such an hour as this, such a time as this. So the whole Gospel of John has Jesus going to the cross, and that's going to be his hour. So many times in the Gospel of John, we're reminded that he was born for a particular hour. I, I want to read one of the verses to you, chapter 12 of John, verse 27. Jesus says, My soul has become troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? For this purpose I came to this hour. You can imagine him at the cross saying, This is my people, this is my purpose, and this is my hour. And his hour was to save the world. And he did go through it, and he did what he had to do. And that was his purpose. Our purpose is not to save ourselves. We cannot do that. Our purpose is not to be the Savior of the world. He has already done that. That's why for all of us who um, have the assurance of salvation, because Jesus went through his hour, God has a purpose for us, uh, similar to Esther, similar to Joseph, in pivotal times in history. This is the epitome of the, of the story of the caterpillar to butterfly, you know, Esther becoming a queen and, and God using her to save the whole Jewish race through which the Messiah was to come. But I want to encourage you to also accept God's purpose in your life, not in order to gain your salvation, not in order to merit something so God will like you. No, that is already done. That's a done deal. Jesus already went through his hour and he said, this is my people and this is my purpose and this is my hour. And he said, it is finished. It is done. Now he gives you a purpose in your heart. And no matter how many trash bags you're wearing, guess what? God needed exactly that dress, exactly that place, exactly somebody like you for a pivotal time in history. And He calls you. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. Until next time, live free. Woohoo!